This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. On LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter, and I think on Twitch as well today. So welcome to all of our new audiences. And I'm going to pass my fellow co-creator and co-producer to introduce the show today and our guest. Thank you so much, Studio. Uh, well, um, hello, friends, folks, relatives, and everyone watching. <laughs> my two uh, family members watching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great to have you here, Todd. Uh, by the way, uh, I would like to introduce you. Of course, uh, I know that you were with us uh, a while ago, but now you're taking part in Dojo Live. Given uh, in the context of our new spin, so mm-hmm. I would like to welcome Todd Giannatasio. Giannatasio, nice, did I pronounce it correctly, Todd? That's right. That was beautiful. Okay, cool. Todd is this the CMO and founder of uh, Zeotac, and uh, well, today we're going to be talking about video and modern marketing and how to turn one video into all the marketing content you'll ever need. And, and besides that, we're also going to be touching on very uh, um, very relevant, very timely, culturally oriented topics around the new uh, the new Dojo Live format that we're trying that we're following. So, Todd, welcome to uh, the show. It's a pleasure hey and an honor. Yeah, thank you so much for having me back. I always love jumping in these conversations, and uh, especially with the new format, um, I'm really excited about the topics that we're going to be diving into. Excellent, thank you. And of course, Tulio, I'm sorry I miss you, but you know, it's always a pleasure to share the screen with you, my fellow teammate, Mishafian, co-founder, co-producer, and friend, Tulio Siragusa from Los Angeles. Hi, Tulio. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to uh, to get this going today. Oh, so, okay, here's, here's what I'd like to do. Um, uh, we usually do this for those of uh, those viewers Talk for those viewers who haven't really had a chance to learn about you or your company sure. from past uh, episode. Mm-hmm. So, here to introduce yourself a little bit and also tell us about your company a little bit, and then we'll move on to to other topics. So, let's start with that. Let's talk about you and your company a little bit, please. Thank you. Yeah, sure. So, um, Zeotag is a brand new company. We actually just launched last week, and we are an AI powered video player which uh, in a nutshell, you take any online video. So this video that we're recording right now, after the show, it's gonna be on YouTube. So you take that YouTube link, you go over to Zeotag into our player and you just paste in the URL for the YouTube video and you hit tag and it will automatically create an interactive table of content. So you can see a list of all the topics that we talked about down the side in the show and all the speaker changes and you'll be able to click exactly on that talking point that you're interested in and be able to play the video at those moments. So it's a really cool product. I'm super excited about it. Um, There's really nothing that does exactly what we do. And I think there's so many great use cases, shows especially, which is why I'm so excited to be here today. Um, And of course, everybody can sign up for uh, a pre-launch free account if they want to go to zotag.com slash demo and check that out. I'd appreciate it. Um, But what's really cool about the company is that our company is uh, distributed across the world. So actually our whole uh, product development team, all the programmers are all in Colombia. Um, so it's uh, it's very relevant to our, ta- our talk today about you know international culture within companies and all that kind of stuff. And when we talk about communication style internally and externally between companies 
and their employees, companies, and their uh, target audience for customers and all that kind of stuff. And and how do you build trust, you know, between teams that are international, that are remote and distributed, and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited about you know our new company, our new product, and the conversation we're having today because it all is very aligned. Thank you so much, Todd. Uh, and um, well, I'm I'm really excited also to hear what you have to say about Zeotac uh, beyond yeah. that, uh, beyond your your trust and media story. So, sure. but before we get into that, also I would like to pass on the mic to Tulio Siragusa. I know he has great questions as as, as uh, our chief strategist. He's more into asking the really really interesting questions. The really oh, juicy yeah. ones. Tulio, you're the you're the master of that. Well, so uh, too much. The ego's exploding. My head's going to explode. <laughs> so, Todd, I'm really excited to have you. You know, what we're doing here is we're trying to co-create the future of workplace diversity by having yeah. tech luminaries like yourself sharing things, that, stories and things that they've learned and experience they've had. And today we're specifically focused on uh, communication styles across cultures and building trust, which kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. I'm curious to understand um, how what your company does facilitates this both with companies in their pursuit to build more trust with employees and their customers. Yeah. And of course, being a multinational organization, how this affects um, various ways of communicating. So if you could align us a little bit about the offering and how that aligns and what's the value from that perspective, be yeah. awesome to go from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk, you know, if we could go split screen here and kind of go back and forth in the conversation, and we we talked uh, before we came on live about you know the different kind of things in different cultures that are normal. Like you know in in Italy you don't go into someone's refrigerator to get yourself a drink, but in America that's totally okay. And and um, you know if you're having sushi in America you can mix the wasabi and the soy, but you don't do that uh, culturally in other places. And 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 those different kind of things. Um, and I think being able to communicate uh, internally when you um, you know, Tulio, you said it before about, you know, when people have these differences, sometimes they get offended quickly, um, not not in like a huge explosion type of way, but they just find it to be a little rude. But what if instead we took the, the opportunity to communicate and, and educate each other? Because 99% of the time, these things that happen, um, they're not because they're intentionally trying to offend or be rude, but it's rather an, an issue of ignorance and, and not being educated on the cultural norms, right? And I think what would be really cool, especially for companies, if they're interacting internationally and then getting together in person, is really to over-communicate and take some time where maybe it's about setting up video calls with your team to give them the insights on like, hey, you know, if you're, you're taking a trip to Colombia next week to work with the team, we want to just give you a heads up on some funny quirks that you guys, that you Americans do that we make fun of and make it lighthearted. You know, I think that when you're able to take that approach and when you communicate, obviously it, when you're international being face to face via video, like we're doing right now is a great opportunity. So um, jumping on and just kind of going through it in a lighthearted way and say, Hey, heads up. These are the, these are the funny things that we think are a little funny or outlandish that you do normally that here is not really, you know, acceptable um, behavior. And I think just that kind of light, lighthearted conversation up front 
helps educate people from other cultures. So when they come and visit and when you're working together, they understand up front and then they know. And then, you know, of course, maybe they slip on something that, that they shouldn't have done that you talked about. But because you talked about it, they can catch themselves and be like, oh, that was so silly that I did that. Or, you know, they can be, you know, they can be able to take it, take it in stride a little better. So I think, you know, educating and over communicating up front is super important when you're working with teams that way. And in today's modern world, for us to jump like, you know, look at where we are. We're, we're however thousands of miles away from each other, all three of us, and we're having a conversation like we're sitting at the table together. So leveraging video for your communication, and then when you're going to be working together, having those educational conversations in a lighthearted way up front are, are going to save you tons of stress, headaches, and and closed door gossip, right? Uh, that that can be really negative for companies. When you take that, when you kill that up front, when it's a small thing, it makes things a lot easier down the road. So what you're saying is, uh, you know, learn to make fun of yourselves in the process process of, uh, can you share some experiences you've had with that? Where, where's that work and where did that perhaps fail? Like, I'm, I'm curious, are there any cultures where they may be more serious than others? Yeah. Well, I think the emotion that you take work. Yeah. Well, you know, you bring up a good point and my, my personal approach to things is always lighthearted and humor, but it's really just connecting with with an emotion, right? And so whatever you're more comfortable with as a person, as a company, as a team, as a culture, I think that's the way that you take it. But really the point is over communicating upfront and educating uh, so that you know ahead of time. Because like we said, like, and from my personal experience, it's never been intentional. It's always been an uneducation uh, that's been an issue, right? And so I think educating ahead of time, but making it an open conversation for everyone. And like I said, in today's world, like we have today, like jump on video calls and just give a heads up and educate, like let the local team who's hosting talk to the people coming in and say, hey, here's some things you should be aware of. I like, uh, you know, I like to take things in stride, lighthearted and humor, but someone else who's maybe not like that can take a different emotional approach. But I think when you connect your communication to an emotion, it's going to stick more. Right. So in an environment where it's like employees, right, it's a little more controlled. Sure. You set it up where there's a movement to educate each other, to connect, ultimately Mm -hmm. direct knowledge. But yes, we have differences, but we're going to do them and we're going to laugh about it when we can. But how does that come into play with customers, for example, right? Yeah. I know for a fact, like in the Middle East, the marketing approach there is more punitive. It's like, don't miss out. Whereas in the Western world, it's more like, hey, take advantage of this. So it's, you know, polarizingly different approaches uh, to attract an interest from people. So how does, how does that, how do you create a similar outcome for clients, for building trust and using different communication styles? with clients worldwide? What's been yeah. some experience with that? So, so something that I love to do across all the businesses that I that I run or advise is to really have a humanized brand. And um, this is something I spoke on stage about last week at our, at our event, the Propelify Innovation Festival. Um, and it's, to, to give you some context, our, we have an annual event with, you know, uh, the last few years been six to 10,000 attendees. And last week was our was was the, the festival for 2019. We had 8,000 people registered, and we had about 6,000 people show up. Now, what you don't know because you weren't here is that it's an outside event, and it was cold and rainy on a field of mud, essentially. Now, how do you get 6,000 of the 8,000 people to show up in the cold rain and mud? 
And it's when you're able to build a humanized brand that has a more personal relationship with your target customer base and create a, an engaged community around your brand that is something bigger than just a transaction, right? And, and so one of the things I always recommend for people um, is when you're sending out your communications from your company to anyone, it should not be from your company, quote unquote, like it's not info at Zeotag, it's not info at Propelify, it's Todd at Propelify, and I'm sending emails, and in your inbox, it doesn't say, in the name, it doesn't say the company, it says Todd, or it says, you know, Tulio, or it says Carlos, but you're sending your communications from people, because people build relationships with people, and they do, they like to do business with people, right, it's not, it's not with companies, and so, I think humanizing by putting a person and a face and a name to your communications is, is a really big deal uh, for how to get that, you know, to, to create that engagement between the company and, and the audience. And that's what I think real brand is. It's about the relationship that you have with your audience. And that can be much stronger when it's people inside the company making those relationships versus just a logo and, and an info at email address, right? Um, and then in, in today's world, it's like get a face like you can do videos like you guys do like look like people look at at the company here, but they see people right like you're getting on video, you're showing your face, you're showing your personality and you're communicating so that you can get people your target audience to know like and trust you and attract the right people like good marketing is about attracting the right people and repelling the wrong people. And so when you put yourself out and you communicate and show off the personality of your company, you're going to attract more of the right people and it's going to resonate and they're going to remember and they're going to remember faces more than, than icons in their feed and all that kind of stuff. And, and being able to get your face and put videos out, I think is, is something every company needs to be doing today. Um, whether it's long form interviews in this hour long type of session, whether it's 20 minute segments, whether it's five minute snippets or 15 seconds stories on, on social media every couple of days. Like I think getting, you know, video, getting a face and a, and a voice and a name and a, and a, and a, and a personality is the communication style that companies need to adopt in today's world. That's great advice. I mean, what I'm hearing is, uh, you know, focus on being a people to people business, right? Cause right. that's what it's about. And also exactly. there's those trends where companies have shifted from pushing content about the company and actually right. having individuals that are kind of stepping into that influencer role. Yeah. Um, and so I never thought of it from the point of view of that actually helps build trust too, because that's yep. why it's so successful, right? Because people are exactly from the person. So for those companies that have not adopted these things yet, mm -hmm. that are not investing in getting their people in front of their clients in front of yeah. the market, what advice would you have? Do they always do they always have to be the CEOs and the founders or no? Because I because I'm seeing that a little bit of a trend too. It's like why not have other people on there too? So yeah. what advice would you have based on on your company's experience and what you guys are trying to accomplish as well? Yeah. Well, first of all, it should be um, obviously people who are comfortable doing it first. So if you have a large company or you you know even even a small company but multiple people who could do it. Who's the most comfortable and who's the most competent and confident person to represent the company that can jump on and talk? Um, I I really lean into working specifically with passionate experts because when you're a passionate expert on a subject, the only issue is going to be if you have a mental hurdle getting on camera, right? When you're a passionate expert, 
you jump in and you you can sit down and have a cup of coffee or a beer or sit down at a habit burger and and have a conversation over lunch or dinner talking about your expertise and giving advice and building those relationships with your knowledge without having to study ahead of time or prep for questions right like so when you're a passionate expert you flip on the camera like you know uh, you we kind of plan this a little bit but you know you guys hit me yesterday and you were like hey you know we have uh, we want to talk about culture and communication styles and building trust like I'm a passionate expert about business. So I'm like, no problem, man. Let's flip on the camera. Let's dive into these topics. I'm happy to do it. Um, so the only difference is getting over the mental hurdle of, okay, there's a camera here or there's a hundred people or a thousand people in front of me on stage. But talking about those things is something we do naturally. So I think it's just, it's getting over a mental hurdle of taking our real life conversations that we're having already and how do we digitize, digitize those and document them to put online that they can scale and reach more people. And I think what you guys are doing is a great example. So look, we have this great interview. It takes one video, right? This circles back, right? Right back to what our original topic was gonna be. How do you take one video and turn it into an entire quarter year long marketing campaign? And it's about communication. So we get on right now and we talk for an hour about these key topics that you wanna get across to your audience. And we've answered a bunch of different questions and all of those questions are answered in little sound bites of 30 second clips, minute long clips and five minute segments, just because that's naturally how conversations go. And that's what we're doing here. So you can spend 45 minutes to an hour doing exactly what we're doing here. Then when it's done, you go back and you can have someone zeo tag it for free, right? So now you have all of your talking points and sections automatically segmented in timestamps. So you know exactly where they, they change and have someone just trim the video into, you know, if it's an hour long, trim it into the 10 five minute pieces of conversation that all make sense together. So you now have 10 five minute videos that can go on YouTube separately. They can go on Facebook and LinkedIn separately and then promote those once a week, put some ad budget behind it so that you can reach people. And, and you know, if you wanna build engagement and trust with people already visiting your website, you make sure you have your pixels on your website. So now on Facebook and LinkedIn, you can run ads to all the people that visited your website and now they're gonna start seeing your videos and your face and your personality while you're educating the customer on these key topics that they're interested in. And that's how you build the trust with your audience and create a humanized connection between everyone, right? And then you can even take those video snippets, a five minute video that talks specifically about building trust with video. Now you can put that onto a blog post on your website and you can have someone take the transcription out of you know, if you want to get it transcribed or if you want to use the Zio tag product, you could take that that transcription, copy and paste it out and just format it to have some subtitle, uh, some subsections in it. And now you have a search engine optimized blog post with a five minute video for people to watch on your blog. And now you have this piece that can go into your email that you send out to your subscribers and they come over and they can skim the topics in the article. They can watch that five minute segment where they're getting to see your face, hear your voice, understand your style. And that builds the relationship more and builds the trust. And not to mention it, depending on the size of your community, uh, your, your employees, you could do the same thing, right? Send it out internally when it's talking about different topics and that can build the trust amongst employees um, and you know build the personal brands inside your company. So Ruben, I know you're listening. We were just talking about this. We need <laughs> <your> tag. <laughs> okay, so I, I wanna shift a little bit about uh, something yeah. we learned last week. Speaking of a uh, little video blog, I went to Traverse, a conference in San Francisco, and I interviewed about six companies related to how what they're doing to improve trust with employees. 
Yeah. And made them into these little clips, which will come out. Actually, after this show, they'll come out into a blog. And the one thing that I was uh, that blew me away was the idea that only a handful of companies have individuals that were authorized to speak to quote unquote mm. press. Right. And for decades, I just accepted that as this is how it is. Usually, right. a officer is authorized or sure. someone who's been approved to right. talk to the press. And I started thinking, well, that makes sense if you're public talk about financials and right. but why limit the employees talking about their experience with the culture of their company? Like, yeah. is that a lack of trust in the employee to be an adult to be able to give an adult? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that an opportunity? What are you are you seeing that trend changing? Yeah. I think companies are missing out, limiting well, think- who can talk to whom across you know in platforms like this what what is absolutely absolutely i think you know i think there's a couple issues that need to be addressed there one does the company trust their employees right and why do they or don't they trust them if they don't trust them is it because the company and the leadership team is not educating and empowering those employees to say and do the right thing so that they know how to talk about the company the second part is do they not trust them because they don't believe in their own company culture to begin with and they're scared of what's going to be said because they're worried it might be negative? Well, that's a whole other issue, right? Like that's an internal, like you need to work on your culture first so you don't have to worry about those things. And I think that comes down to, again, like early communication and education where if you can create relationships with your employees internally and they understand when you onboard them or if you're having quarterly team meetings or whatever saying like, hey guys, here's the key talking points and the vision for our company that we want you to talk about or here's the key points about the product or the customers. Like, Make sure that your employees are educated about the product so that they know, uh, and again, the same thing we talked about with the cultural norms, so that they know how they can talk to the media or to third parties out because you know, I agree with you. That made sense when it was like, okay, don't go talk to the New York Times about our finances. But now anybody with the cell phone is the quote unquote media, right? Like I go to events and we want to take selfies with with all of our attendees and exhibitors and put that on social and that goes out. So where what's the line for media in today's world? Everybody's going to be able to talk and like your employees are even going to be media opportunities. But So why limit the reach and awareness of your company? by not trusting the employees. So I think it, it again comes to that early education, giving them the frame and context for how, here's what here's some things you can talk about and here's how to talk about it the right way so it makes sense outside the company um, and try to avoid, you know, here's some things you don't talk about numbers and finance or, you know, whatever kind of things that you don't want them to talk about. But other than that, I mean, you should want, if, when, you, when you trust in your company and your employees and you have you know, you have this moral obligation, like with Zotag. I believe in this product and the and the impact that we're going to have on businesses. Think about like Ruben, how much time you're going to save by using this. That I, I feel a moral obligation to get out and get this to the whole world. And when you feel that passionately about your company and your business, then you should want everyone out there talking about it. And you just need to empower them and educate them so that they do it properly. So. Um, that's an internal cultural thing, cultural thing where, again, I think education and empowerment needs to come from leadership and management so that all employees are, are capable of being trusted to talk to someone who wants to put their cell phone on and put up a video on LinkedIn. Great advice. You said two things I want to highlight specifically for any company that's listening or watching that has this challenge, right? Uh, first of all, ask yourself, why is it? that I don't allow all the employees to be able to talk to the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the two things you say, either one, 
Uh, I don't believe in my culture enough that I trust that people will say good things about it. <laughs> that's a that's a probably that's a good self question. I think most yeah. CEOs should probably ask themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the other one was, uh, do I am I educating? Was was it about education? What was the other one? Yeah. I, what was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Educate them so that they know because even a happy, positive employee. It's easy for us to ramble about something when you're not trained on media conversations, right? So you might be like, "Yeah, I love it," and blah 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 blah. But if you just tell them, "Hey, you know, here's the vision for the company, and here's the direction we're going in, and here's the impact that we want to have on the world," and so when you speak to it, like, you know, here's what we do, um, and and here's the kind of things you could touch on. Like, it reminds me of the story when um, there's three guys laying bricks out, right? And uh, the first, you go up to the first guy and you say. You know what? What are you? What are you doing here? And he says, "Ah, I'm just piling up bricks here." And you say, "Okay, that guy's not su super happy with his job." And then the next person says, "You know what? You know what is it? What is it that you're doing here?" And he goes, "Oh, we're building. You know, we're we're building a building." It's like, "Oh, cool, this guy's doing something." And then the, the next guy, you know, what is it that you're doing? And he says, "Oh, we're you know we're building a church so the, so the community has a place to come and get together and and have great faith in in mankind." Well, that third guy, they're all doing the same thing, but that third guy understands the vision of what the company's doing. And that's how you have to kind of really get your, your community internally, get your employees on board for what is the, the mission and vision of your organization and make sure that people buy into it because then that becomes the story that they tell whether they're the in on the accounting team, the brick laying team, the marketing team, the product team, like when everyone's working together towards a very clear mission, uh, you know, mission and vision, it's easier for them to tell that story. And when people hear the story, it sounds way better. So Todd, uh, we're coming up on time, by the way. I know you mentioned an hour. That was last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I like to block you off know, enough time. Okay. You know, make sure that everybody gets uh, but I, what I'm hearing is also the concept of empowerment. If you want to yeah. help build trust, you have to empower people. You have to educate them. Yeah. Um, any final words of advice you might have, or words of wisdom you might have, with your experience with what you do with building, uh, with using video marketing and working with many clients or trying to solve some of these dilemmas, you know, how to connect better with their customers, how to connect better internally. What words of wisdom would you share specifically around anyone who's on the fence about doing this still? And they're still using old fashioned, you know, just pics and comments and blogs, which is yeah. great, but it's yeah. not, it's not yeah. really having that personalized conversation you can have when you're like face to face, even if it's yeah. face to face. Yeah. You know, the, the number one thing is get started. I actually, I did an interview earlier this morning and we, we talked about momentum and how momentum and taking imperfect action really makes the difference. And so uh, when you, if you haven't done video yet, if you're not doing video calls with your team, I mean, that's the first place to start is just start getting comfortable using the camera, FaceTime with other people, do Zoom calls um, and even just, you know, record your Zoom calls and you'll be able to pull snippets out. But it's a mental hurdle. Like no one has a problem coming into my office, sitting down and talking to me about marketing or video or anything like that. But all of a sudden when the camera turns on, they get a little shy. So just, it's, it's all a mental hurdle and start taking imperfect action a little bit at a time and you'll build momentum to where it's not a problem. You can flip on the camera and do an interview with two, two lovely gentlemen like yourselves without having any kind of hesitation. Well, those are great words of wisdom and advice, and uh, we might we'll make sure we'll put your contact information. Uh, yeah, for sure. On the site, 
Yeah. And uh, Carlos, unless there's any questions from any audience, uh, I think we're up on time. And you're on mute. <laughs> and I'm on mute. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we don't have any questions like right now, but I'm sure there are going to be more coming yeah. out on our Twitter feed. And, sure. uh, and uh, so we're going we're gonna to keep, be keeping an eye on those. Yep. And yep. Uh, the only thing left for me to do, Todd, is, well, of course, two things. One of them is thank you big time for having agreed to be with us today yes. on Dojo Live. And then, of course, uh, for those of you who are watching, we're going we're gonna to have, uh, we're going to meet, we're going to be including Todd's contact info and pretty much every, all relevant info to Todd's company right here on this uh, website and on this landing page. Yeah. And uh, and before we go, folks, um, there's just one quick announcement about next week. I would like to invite the audience to join us for a conversation, another Dojo Live conversation with April Jefferson, the founder and CEO of Black Space App, which is a, a platform uh, for, for uh, aimed at, geared, and built by the black community. And the topic is going to be, it should be very interesting. It's, it's about technology and travel in cultural economics, or uh, utilizing technology for development in travel and tourism as it pertains to cultural economics. So folks, that's next week's topic. And uh, that's pretty much all we have for today. Again, Tulio, thank you big time, my brother. And then of course our guest, uh, Paul Giannatasio, thanks for having joined us today. Thank you guys for having me. Cheers. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Everybody check out zeotag.com slash demo. Get your free account today. <laughs> All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second before you go. Yeah. Ruben, yeah. did you make a note of that? We should be uh, <laughs> it's uh, there. right here at the bottom. We'll put it on the page, guys. And, and you guys are good at tagging me on social. So anybody, you know, if you see this on social, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, well, whatever, hit, hit me up. Well, there you go. You're at least yeah. that one client that's yeah. coming. <laughs> All right. uh, thanks, okay. guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for you. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.